Welcome to Bald Logic Podcast. I'm your host, Jody Dice, and we welcome you today to episode 15. Man, it's so good to be back behind the mic. Uh, this has been a weird season. Uh, last couple of months, we've uh, battled through illness in our family, just sickness and uh, stuff with the current times rolling through. Uh, a little bit of travel, a little bit of training and work, things all have been going on, and so it's really good to be back on the podcast, got things rolling again. We're going to have a, uh, several more episodes start rolling out, uh, probably some new things after the first of the year, new types of format, and so we're really excited about what is happening with uh, Bald Logic, and I'm going to tell you what, we're most excited about you as our listeners. Our listener uh, download is just continuing to increase, even during that time that we were in a lull. We thank you for listening and subscribing to Bald Logic. We ask you to share it with your friends. There's plenty of great past episodes, I think, that will help most of them. Uh, today's a really special episode. I have a special guest on today. Um, he is the winner of season 18 of The Voice, Todd Tillman. Uh, Todd has been a friend of mine for years. His father is a personal mentor and a great family, great group of people, and they're from my hometown of Meridian, Mississippi. Uh, Todd is in the process of moving everything, his family, everybody up to uh, Nashville, so we had to do this podcast over Zoom, and so whenever you listen to it, you're going to hear he was in a vehicle, he's going to hear the... uh, a few skips and bumps. We don't edit out anything, uh, just the way the sound is. So it's not the actual uh, the podcast itself. It was actually uh, the Zoom itself kind of had lost a little bit of connection. So you'll hear a little pixelating sounds at time, which I think kind of adds to it. And so without wasting any more time, let's get into this episode with Todd Tillman. So we welcome you today to Todd Tillman and Bald Logic. So Todd, welcome to the show, man. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Well, dude, it's it's phenomenal to see what's going on. Uh, for you that don't know, I've known Todd and his family for a long time, and uh, I even created maybe forty more Gmail accounts just so I could vote for him <laughs> on the Voice. So uh, I, I like to think I had something to do with that win, and uh, you did. <laughs> We had a lot of fun watching that. Um, in fact, my neighbors, I have several elderly neighbors uh, in our area that got hooked on you. In fact, when I told them that we were recording this podcast, they thought you were coming over. And so Miss Nancy's like, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. I'm like, it's not going to be quite like that, Miss Nancy. So. <laughs> not in person. Yeah. So I got to get her an autograph CD. That's it. She, oh, man. She, I'd love to meet her. Hopefully one day I will. Yeah. We'll make that happen, man. Hey, uh, everybody that comes on our podcast, the only thing about Todd is if, if you haven't seen him, and, and I don't know why you wouldn't have, he doesn't quite meet the bald logic uh, prototype where we're all bald, uh, kind of work with this. Uh, he's got a nice head of hair. So, well, in the front, I do. Uh, up here, it's kind of getting rough up on top. <laughs> That's that Friar Tuck look, isn't it, bro? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Right. It's where it started, and then it just yeah. went boom, like yeah, a landslide kinda, on the front. Yeah, it's easing away up here on top, but on the front, it's still okay. Um, 
I, I want to ask you a couple of questions, a couple of uh, uh, fun questions that we're just going to kind of break the ice with, kind of set the tempo of what we're doing today. And the um, uh, very first one I want to ask you is, um, what are some of Todd Tillman's guilty pleasures? <laughs> oh, man. It just depends. Like, um, like I, my guilty pleasure that is probably the most common among all people is sweets. I have a terrible, terrible sweet tooth. Like, I literally could eat cake at every – and I don't just – I mean, I like all sweets, but if it's a bakery kind of thing, that's a big deal. But then, like, um, I don't know. I don't know that this is a guilty pleasure, uh, but, you know, in, ma- in the mainstream world, a lot of people won't admit I love bluegrass uh, so much. Um, and I love, like, uh, Criminal Minds. Even though they jumped the shark in season one, I still love it. And there's like 870 <laughs> seasons. <laughs> well, I, I feel your pain on the sweets. Uh, that's why yeah. I struggle with weight issues. I, yeah. <laughs> uh, I do really good to the pies and the cakes and cupcakes roll around. Right. Me we, were too. Just, we were just in the mountains for Emily's birthday uh, yeah. this past weekend. So we were up there and... Uh, there's a candy store on the island where you can shovel yep. it into a bag. I know just what you mean. And uh, I think it's called Sweet. <laughs> it is called Sweets. And I'll come out of there like with $40 worth of candy, you know, big blags with yep. freeze and stuff like that. Man, yeah. It is the worst. Like I can I can avoid, even though I like it, I can avoid like the fried chicken. Uh, but man, when the cake and pie and stuff comes out, it's a lot way harder. Yeah. Hey, next question for you. Uh how into self improvement are you, man? I know as a minister, you you there's that aspect, but uh, I've saw your health journey. But I think that's a uh, an interesting question for the peeps. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm a little bit ashamed to say I was I that I am now, but it's because I am um, I'm sort of routine driven, and this whole thing with the voice and and then the things that come after have just murdered my routine you know like i can't i can't go to the gym this day every week and go for a run this day every week and so um it's not that i'm not still into it but i'm struggling man like but that's one thing i hope i'll help other people to know that we all struggle because i you know i lost 110 pounds or so and uh and now i've gained about 10 or 12 of that back (laughs) i'm struggling it's and it's the routine thing man i don't i don't exercise like i should but i am pretty into it yeah i used to be super hardcore trying to find a way back there (laughs) right yeah i that's a struggle for me i was really doing really well snapped the bicep last december killed the whole gym for several months and rehab yeah and then you're like dude where am i pregnant you know (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because right. <laughs> all it takes, man, is just one little thing. And different people are so different that for me, I just was on, I was on a really, I don't want to say strict, but it was really regular routine. Like I was doing my routine Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I was doing my run. And these days I'm in the gym. And then now it's just, I just, it's not happening. <laughs> exactly. I get that. I get that. But, uh, you know, I, I do believe that we all should be looking at something. One last question. This is always a fun one. I like to ask if Todd Tillman could be any superhero, who would Todd Tillman be? Oh man. I don't know. I guess maybe, I don't know that he's a superhero as much as just a regular hero. Uh, but I guess I would pick Batman just cause he's so cool. I don't think he has superpowers, you know, 
Uh, but he's just so cool, though, you know, and also really rich, and so that doesn't hurt either. <laughs> that's that's uh, cool toys. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Believe it or not, out of all of my guests, Batman is the second most uh, most picked. So yeah, oh go. yeah, who's first, Superman? Yeah, believe it or not, uh, Spider Man is. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, Spider Man's been real popular lately too. So yeah. Well, I'm actually Spider-Man's grandfather because Asher swears he's Spider-Man most of the time. So. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, rolling into that, uh, uh, I want to kind of get into some of this stuff. If the Tillmans, yeah. you, we kind of referenced it uh, in, in our pre, pre-talk before the show started uh, about your family in the bus getting ready to back out and everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You don't have a little family. And that was, that was kind of a point of joke on the show a little bit. So uh, tell yeah. us about your family a little bit. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I'm, I'm met and dated my wife all, all through our like teenage years. So we were, we were like, like textbook high school sweethearts, you know, uh, now we did break up a few times. She dumped me a whole bunch of times Then I dumped her once to just sort of get back at her for it, I guess. So, uh, and then we got married, uh, in 1998, we were still super young. I was 20 and she was 18, you know, and, um, about a year and a half later in 2000, our oldest son was born. And then it was just, it's really just kind of been downhill from there. Now we got eight kids. Uh, you know, uh, they range from 20, actually, the oldest is 20, the youngest is four, and they were born on the same day of the year. So they're exactly 16 years apart, the oldest and youngest. And so uh, um, our family's built in a whole lot of different ways. You know, we got a bunch of uh, a bunch of biological kids between Brooke and I, and then we have a couple of adopted kids. And um, it's just, you know, it's, it's, if, if you imagine that it is um, a circus, then I would say you're right. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Well, talking about your oldest, uh, you're talking about Egan here. Yeah. And uh, for those of y'all that don't know, if you if you keep up with NBC making it, uh, Egan was on making it the season yeah. leading up to you on The Voice. So it was like right. Yeah. <laughs> early on in the in the NBC season, we get to watch Egan on making it, and then you roll in behind him on The Voice. And, uh, yeah. Uh, and that was just nuts, man. It, and it just worked out that way. You know, people ask us. Um, uh, how that all worked out and I'm like they're like how did Egan end up on making it and then you ended up on the voice and I told him the truth um Egan auditioned for making it and he made it and uh I auditioned for the voice and I made it you know <laughs> that's that's really the truth so there was no NBC contract for the family or nothing no like no you know I did I found out while I was there because I did meet a couple of people like 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 there was a guy named Marlon who's a sound tech really great guy and he was a sound guy on uh on making it as well. But I found out there, uh, and so he knew Egan, but <clears throat> I found out when we were there that NBC, I don't, I don't know how TV works, you know. Uh, NBC is basically just an old thing, and it carries them. So uh, really, um, it, really making it and the voice are two totally separate things, except that they're on the same network, which means they may do some things together. But yeah, it just worked out that way. Man, that, that's cool. And I love the fact that uh, you and Brooke have been married uh, for this amount of time together. Yeah. Wendy and I are high school sweethearts as well. We got married yeah. about the same age. She had just turned 18. I was turning, I was 19 turning 20 in December, but yeah. uh, dated all the way through her high school years at Meridian High there and all. And uh, uh, so as 
a preacher's kid, uh, Todd's father and mother, Clarence and Teresa Tillman, are more than just people to me. They're family. He's my one of my spiritual dads that is my personal mentor. Uh, he literally, him and, and, and Miss Teresa both literally saved Wendy and I's marriage with God's help. So yeah, yeah, uh, we're forever yeah. indebted to your family and those, your parents. Well, I appreciate but, uh, that. I've been in ministry for almost 30 years now. And uh, everyone talks about how it must be so nice and so easy, but that's not been an easy, it's not that easy. And it's been <laughs> tough on family as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It, listen, I, here's what I will say. Um, you know, me and my wife have had this conversation a hundred times in just in the last month, you know, uh, I am aware that whatever you do has its own set of problems. You know, I, I do get that. But I will say, um, just in, in honesty and fairness, uh, ministry is really rewarding, but it is very hard, like very, very hard. Um, it, it's a lot of hard work, but not, and it's a lot of hard work at, for someone like me and probably you as well, who the way that we do ministry and, and all, not just the capacity, but even the type of people that we minister to and, and even like the size of church that I'm in, you know, it's a lot of like manual hard work, you know, like you actually work with your hands and do hard work, but then it's like um, really personal hard work, you know, like uh, relational and emotional and spiritual. It's, it's, it's tough. Now I, I'm not complaining. It's a, it's, it's a very re- rewarding um, job to have. I hate to call it a job, but, but, uh, you know, my years of traditional ministry are shifting. You know, I'm staying in ministry. It's just going to be a little less traditional. <laughs> That's uh, right. But but traditional ministry, man, yeah, it is. I'm telling you, <clears throat> I think a, a lot of people, I, I do think, you know, a lot of, there. there's a whole lot said about the, the people, how many ministers leave the ministry every month or whatever, you know. Uh, and, but, and I don't, you know, I, a lot of that is, just probably just an onslaught of hell. And I'm sure that's the truth, but a lot of it too, I think is guys get into it thinking it's something that it's not, you know, it's very, very hard work. That's right. Well, into that, we were talking about your family. You have uh, two beautiful daughters that you've adopted. Yeah. And, uh, we've never adopted, but adoption is big on our hearts just by the nature of what we right. work in, in the world of human trafficking. And uh, we'll probably right. get deeper into this in another podcast about how that works. But uh, uh, that was a big process, man, uh, getting those two precious <laughs> girls. Yeah, you know, we um, we just – and my wife actually was the driving force behind us actually, I, like like the timing and everything, because we had sort of decided together – that we, we felt like we wanted to adopt. And it wasn't, I don't know, just to us, it just seemed like part of how we wanted our family to come together or we felt like our family was supposed to come together. We didn't feel, um, you know, we uh, were clearly not infertile, you know. Uh, we we didn't feel like it was some noble cause or anything, you know. Um, and even, even the spiritual uh, aspect of it in Christianity, I'm sure that played a role, but we weren't trying to, meet some spiritual benchmark, you know, we just felt like that's kind of how our family would come together. So, uh, but I, you know, I, I'm bad about playing it safe. So I probably would have waited until the time was perfect, which would have never happened. You know, um, my wife though, 
she reached out, uh, I guess it would have been 20, 2009 now, you know, uh, or 2008 and said, um, said she wanted to get going with it, you know, and, uh, I said, yeah. So we started our process with Judah. Uh, both of our girls are from South Korea. Uh, and a lot of people ask about that too. And this is what I'll say about that. Um, uh, God knew. That's all I can say. God knew our girls were in South Korea because we we worked a couple of different angles and they just didn't work. Even domestic adoption, there were just things that didn't work for us or we couldn't meet specific requirements or things. And uh, and so um, God knew our girls were in Korea. And so he set it up in such a way that that's where we ended up, you know, and uh, and so we we just worked really hard, man. It was, you know, there's a lot. If, you, uh, if you're uh, familiar and I'm certain you are with the adoption world, uh, there's just a lot to it. Uh, there's a lot of red tape, you know, and we did all that. We raised the money cause it's really expensive. And I do want to say, you know, in that regard, I'm, I've always been one of those, one of the people to say before you lash out, cause a lot of people do out and they don't know. I don't, I, it's not their fault that they don't know, but it, it is a little bit their fault that they talk about things they don't know about, <laughs> That's right. you know, but, but before you lash out, the the it is very expensive. But I, in my experience, the money is not. It's not just someone out there getting rich off adoption. You know, like we're paying. We pay. We paid for her medical care and different. You know, it, it, even for her like to have what she needed in her foster home while the adoption was working. And you know, and then the agency they have. So, but we raised the money. You know, um, <clears throat> for Judah. Believe it or not, man, we had a little GoFundMe thing. We did all kinds of stuff. And the day that we were the, supposed to send the check off, because, you know, there's little deadlines. And, uh, the day we were supposed to send the check off, we were $200 short the day before. Or, so, but, you know, you know, you can come up with $200. So, uh, but someone went on GoFundMe. They didn't know. No one knew and gave 200 exact dollars. <laughs> wow. And so uh, that's how we pay. We pay. Yeah. And that nuts, you know, uh, it's crazy. So, uh, we we got her home. It is insane. Yeah. So she came home. Um, and that would have been she would have got home in February of 2010. Um, and so uh in April of 2010, Olive was born, but we didn't find out about Olive for several months. Judah had been home about eight months, so I guess it would have been October or so. Uh the agency called and said, um, Judah has a biological sister. Our girls are biological sisters. Um, they, they called and said um, the, that the girl, that Judah has a, a biological sister and, and that she, actually, I think the words they used were something fell through the cracks and we should have heard sooner uh, because she was already like five months old or something like that. Uh, so uh, we said yes and we went hardcore. Uh, <laughs> but man, you know, we just couldn't raise the money. No kidding. Now I will tell a couple of cool stories about that. The first cool story is uh, the home study people gave us a kind of a discount. And so we only owed them a thousand dollars, which I mean, that's a lot of money, but in relation to what it would have cost, I don't, I don't want to say like we only owed them a thousand, like that's nothing, you know? Uh, but, um, but no one, no one knew that, that the, that we were even doing it. We hadn't told a soul not a, a single soul. And some lady comes up to Brooke at church and says, I feel like the Lord wants me to give you this thousand dollars. I don't know what it's for, you know? And wow. like we had, we hadn't told a soul and it's exactly what we owed, you know? And so, um, so we did that. And then we started fundraising, which was not working well because we had just 
did that with Judah and drained everyone totally dry, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but man, I'm telling you, I, I, it's a really long story, but I'll shorten it up to say that um, someone saw our story and basically the, the short version is a stranger. It's not someone that we know uh, saw it on in a forum online, you know, someone saw our story It inspired them to take a leap of faith. That leap of faith uh, caused them to have a huge like windfall of cash. And so they paid, they paid for our adoption. They paid wow. for the entire fee, which is a lot of money. Uh, Dude, that's so cool. Yeah. And so the, the girls and adoptions just, I don't know. To me, I do feel like adoption in my experience gives me a much clearer view of God, you know, and how he loves us. But I also don't want it to come across like we didn't adopt because we felt like we needed, it was some big spiritual thing we had to do, you know, uh, it's just how our family came together. And we, we, you know, and it's, and uh, this morning the girls were up there and they always, uh, you know, the younger five kids, it's so funny. I say the younger five, <laughs> we got so many kids, but the younger five kids, usually if I'm home, usually pile up in the bed with us first thing in the morning. And, you know, they were all in there and it's just, you know, when you look at the process, it's, just a miracle, you know? It really is. That's so cool. Well, man, yeah. we were watching the whole Todd Tillman process on The Voice. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to have to be honest with you. I wasn't, I'm not, I really got into uh, the the very first talent show, you know, Idol and stuff. Yeah, American Idol. Yeah. Back in the day. And um, I felt like I had kind of run its course with watching talent shows on TV kind of deal, you yeah. know? And, uh, and then all of a sudden found out you were going to be on. I was like, Oh, this is going to be so cool. We got to watch it. And I think you were the very first one out the gate. Yeah. First one out in season 18 and a uh, four chair turn. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, had, did you go into that season, uh, go there to that audition knowing you're doing the blind audition, Blake's going to be the choice right off the bat or, uh, you know, I know as a country guy, I know your heart's country music. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, when I went into it, I was just hoping that Blake would turn. I mean, this is after several, there, there's a lot of steps. And this is after several steps of me just wanting to make it through and get a blind audition, you know? Um, and so when I, when I found out that I did have a blind audition, um, I just was hoping that I was hoping someone would turn, but I really was hoping that Blake would turn, you know? Uh, uh, but it, I did in my mind, I had a process that um, I would, I would have also liked to go with Kelly because Kelly Blake is more country. And also his personality is a lot more like me. Kelly though sings more like I do as far as like, she just belts it out, you know? Uh, so now I will say this and I'm, I'm not trying to be like, <laughs> I'm not trying to like be, I don't know whatever um super humble or whatever i i did not expect four chairs to turn <laughs> that i did not expect uh and so they um they start pitching you you know and then on tv and it, it, they have to you know the show's one hour or two hours or whatever uh so they have to cut it down but in real life man they all pitched me for a while maybe like five minutes each or so you know and so um and when they were pitching your mind starts changing, you know, you're like, well, you know, maybe I should, you know, cause you start, you really are going through 
just rapid fire, you're going through like this process. Like, you know, I'm a old like country old man from Mississippi. If I was on team John legend, maybe that would give me an edge. You know what I mean? And so your mind starts going through all these things. Uh, but at the, uh, at the end of the day, Blake, Blake pitched last. They kind of take turns who goes first and who goes last. And, and Blake went last on my round. Um, and, uh, I had already sort of wanted to go with Blake, even though they, they had me sort of changing my mind in the pitches, but some of the stuff he said in his pitch, I was just like, you know what? I'm going with what I was first going with and I'm going with Blake and I'm glad I did. I, I feel like I made the perfect choice. Dude, that's awesome. And I thought it was really cool. I was kind of bummed with the whole COVID thing breaking in because now I'm hooked into the show. It, it was neat yeah. watching the struggles and, and everything, yeah. trying to get cameras and sound all set up at your church <laughs> and stuff where you were doing your recordings. But um, how do you feel the experience was? Are you disappointed that you didn't get to stay on set for the lives? or? Uh, you know, there was a level of disappointment. Uh, but I'm going to say... For, there's a lot of there's a lot of layers to this like number one you know especially having won the show i mean dude i'm one of in america now the show there's the show is in different parts of the world too but in america i am one of only 18 people i mean and i can't complain about that you know that's right and, and then also uh also you know, I've, a lot of people, and I'm thankful. Let me say that. I'm really grateful that they do. A lot of people argue with me when I say this, but I kind of think had we gone back to, to LA, I don't know if I would have won. You know, um, I, I feel like me being here in Meridian and my family was here. Uh, I don't know if it made just like, I don't know if it just made everyday people say, you know what, he's one of us, you know, <laughs> just a regular guy, you know, uh, and that maybe that's why they voted. Cause I mean, I'm convinced there's better singers, you know, that were on the season and, uh, and in the finale, you know? Uh, so I don't know that I would have won. So I, it was, there was a level of disappointment, but I, it, at the end of the day, I mean, in the beginning over time, you know, you, you adjust and that's how life works, right? You know, that's right. Hard, hardship comes and you grow and you learn and you adjust. And so, uh, uh, over time, I, I started feeling more and more like, you know, first of all, I can't, I'm on, I'm on the voice that this happens to almost no one. Then you win, which happens to even less people, you know? And so uh, I can't, I can't complain about it, you know? Uh, and again, I still, I feel like if I would have went to California, I don't think I would have won. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think God's purpose for you, man, was this. And it wouldn't yeah. matter if you'd have been on the stage every night or if you'd been in it. I will say your kids probably sold most of that for you, though. Oh, man. Really yeah. cool sets on it. And it was cool did. to see Egan behind the scenes because uh, I was following you guys on social media and your dad and, and then the group. And it was so cool to see how, even though he was on a show earlier, he's yeah. even using his talents to help you with yeah that design well, and, and music and I mean, or the sound and video and right and, and it's also really cool that he got to do a lot of that but he also got because when we're doing those things we're on a on a zoom call you know with with the show with all the different departments like they they sort of bounce you from department to department when it's time to do that thing so we would go with 
you know, lighting, and then we would go with camera, and then we would go with art or whatever, in whatever order. Uh, and so he made a lot of connections and contacts with people um, and got to do, you know, I mean, really at the end of the day, especially when we got to the finale and everything was sort of frantic with all of us, not just me, but but all of the departments and all of the other artists and contestants on the show was really frantic. Um, he he really was a full on member of the art department for the voice NBC, you know, and that's what he loves. And so uh, I just feel like, I really just feel like God took this and used it to squeeze every drop of blessing out of it that he could, you know what I mean? That's right. And, uh, and he is such a, you've got a full talented family, but your dad always would speak something into us about divine appointments. And, and I yeah, think all of this yeah. was, was huge divine appointments. That's kind of, yeah, it must've been <laughs> but now the future of Todd Tillman and the Tillman clan is starting to shift. In fact, uh, for those that can't see it, this is sound only we're doing this on a zoom. So when you're hearing the, the glitches and stuff in there. He is in a vehicle, not driving. He is not driving. Because no, I can see I'm out the window. Still. He is sitting dead still. Yeah, I'm in my own in driveway right now. <laughs> <laughs> there's boxes in the back. Uh, I know yeah. that uh, Meridian will be home, but there's going to be a new location for the Tillman. So yeah, yeah, we um, you know, we're we're actually almost going to have like a dual citizenship in a way. <laughs> we're we're going to keep our house here. Uh, well, I love Meridian. That's that's the thing. Like, because a lot of people think, oh, well, this happened. You got so big. No, what we're doing can't be done here. And I'm not going to commute five and a half hours every day or whatever, <laughs> you know. And so, uh, so um, we, we got a place a little bit outside Nashville, you know, and we're working on just, you know, and that's another thing that I hope people know that, um, I, look, I am not, I have zero complaints for real. Like I am so overwhelmingly blessed by all of this. Uh, but it's also still really hard work. Like there's the, the, what the voice did was gave me a platform and really gave me, uh, a, a remarkable leg up. Um, but you know, it's not, I'm not out there in the glamorous life. We're working and plugging and trying to make things happen and knocking on doors and, you know, driving hours and hours and showing up at studios and staying, you know, being on phone calls. And it's just a lot, a lot of work. Well, now one of the things that, you know, we saw you live in Pigeon Forge, a show that you were doing there, your residency you had at Theater of the Stars there, phenomenal show. Dude, you're, you. you're a great entertainer. That's what sells. There, there are singers that can sing and just like worship leaders. There's people that can sing, but some can't worship. Yeah. Yeah. Some and, people. And it's, yeah. It's different. Yeah, I agree. And, and it's the same thing with entertainment. There are people that are, are great singers, but may, it might not be the phenomenal singer, but they're great entertainers that people want to see that want to have build that relationship with and get to know. That's yeah. kind of how we present in school assemblies. I don't come across as a teenage uh, old guy trying to be a teenager on the floor. I try to be right. a dad because I'm a dad, but granddad. So that's what I'm right, on right. the floor. And uh, the show was phenomenal. I love the relational uh, uh, the glimpse into your life, the way you opened up to the people. Um, you're very transparent. You're, yeah. uh, my wife says, if you had ever said that, I'd have probably killed you. But I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not yeah. sure how, how Brooks is on that. But I will say what I love about you is this. Um, well, who people see you were competing against, because it was a competition, like it or not. The voice yeah, was oh, a yeah. competition. Yeah, yeah it is. You're partnering up with several of these people, bringing them onto yeah. your stage, for a lack of a better term. 
yes. to sing alongside of you, dude, I just love how that is kind of happening. It's almost like you're trying to help them as well as yourself. Oh yeah, man. I love them all. And I want to bring more of them to venues and stuff. It's just, it, you know, you, there's a lot to it. And, and part of that is just, you know, the, the basic finances of it all. So, you know, cause whenever, whenever someone, when I invite someone to, to the show, then what I make, what they make comes out of what I make, you know, I pay them. And so, um, but man, I, there is not a single person um, from season 18 that I wouldn't love to have come around at some point. Well, I mean, I may not be in Pigeon Forge, but just somewhere, wherever, wherever we are. Uh, and especially if I'm in their area, you know, to come around and do some music and, you know, it, and they're all, you know, I, you know you, I mean, I'm a normal person. So there's people that you, you clicked a little better with, and maybe there's some of them that it's not that I, there's no one that I would say I just did not like, but there's some, I didn't really know as well. Um, but all of these people are, are great people that my, my father-in-law is about to pull in my driveway. So it might, just, it might get weird for us, <laughs> but yeah, they, they're all like super great people, you know? Uh, and so when well, mind, he went on by, um, so, um, I, I just, you know, it's, it's weird. I don't know. In my mind, I don't think, Hey, I'm going to help this guy out. I just think this would be awesome to do together. Cause it'd be a lot of fun. And, and yeah. they, you know, I know that, uh, we're in a world right now where there's not very many opportunities to perform live. And even if you do like at the theater, there's all the, you know, restrictions and separation and all the things and God almighty, I'll be glad when that's over. <laughs> uh, you and me both. Brother. <laughs> but, uh, they're just, and this is the thing that I would say, and I think any, well, no, I mean, I can't speak for other people, but I, I think any person on season 18 and on other seasons of The Voice would probably say the same thing that we made friends with these people. And they're, you know, they're great. We were competing. Yeah. I mean, we're competing against one another for, for America's votes, but, you know, really more importantly than that, the competition ultimately ends, you know, someone wins. And then we're left to decide, are we friends, you know, and we are, we're friends. Well, as we wrap up last question, when's new music from Todd Tillman coming out? <laughs> as soon the, I, I'll tell you, um, I am going Monday to, to lay some vocals down. I, I went last week to lay some tracks down. Then about a week after that, I'm going to go lay more tracks. And then a bit, about a week after that, I'm going to go lay more vocals. Uh, and so basically music, this is, I know a lot of people don't understand. I didn't. Let me say that. So I'm not certainly not casting stones at anybody. Uh, how this world works right now. What we have, what I I can't really go into great details because of the way the show works. But what I can say is I am now free to do whatever I want musically. Uh, but that puts me in a whole other category of of uh, limbo. In that now I'm deciding whether I want to release any of this stuff independently or wait on these labels. And if, if I end up waiting and going on a label, it could be a little longer, but it also could have a much further reach, you know? Right. So that's where we are. But, but I am, I, music is coming soon. I'm working on it right now. I've, I, I'm, I've been working. I don't know if a lot of people know. I'm sure they do. Gordon Mote. He's, he's really big in the Southern gospel world, but he's also, uh, played on he's played on Blake's albums you know uh and um so he he's working with me a lot and I've, I've been writing with a lot of different people that I've met and made really good relationships with next week I'm, I'll be I'll be in the studio Monday 
I'll be writing, I think, Wednesday or Thursday. And I'm, it's just, so music is coming. Long story short, it's coming. I cannot say when because I don't even know. But as soon as I know, the minute I know, y'all will know. Last two minutes. What would you say to all your listeners and people out there right now? Your final. Oh, man. You know, I, every time anybody says, is there anything else that you want to share? Uh, I share the same exact thing, which is number one, I just really love y'all. And I want you to know that, that I love you so much, even if I don't know you. And number two, especially those people, well, really everyone, but especially those ones that have followed all of this with the TV show. And then, you know, that's over now. So the, the ones that continue to support, I hate to say the word fan. It's just seems like a haughty thing to say, uh, but the people who like keep supporting me, um, uh, I just want to say how so enormously grateful I am to them and everything that they have done, but really who they are. More importantly, just who they are. I'm so grateful. Uh, and I, I won't ever forget that, and I hope they don't either. Well, Todd, it's been phenomenal having you on the show. And, yeah, man, thank uh, you. Uh, we're excited for you. We're going to continue to watch and, and keep up with you guys uh, the best we can. Uh, look forward to getting with you again, and uh, I'd love to get uh, your wife on here because uh, I'd like to get some of her inputs on some of this because She'll it's been it. fun to watch her. It's been fun to watch Brooke through all this as much or more than it's been to watch you through this. So yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's oh, it's funny. Yeah, last night at the show, people want to take pictures and stuff, but they won't. Brooke, I'm like, well, hey, I mean, I can, I'm wore out. I can go lay down in the dressing room and Brooke can take the pictures. It don't bother me. <laughs> well, um, we thank you guys for listening to this podcast. Uh, in the show notes, we'll have all of Todd's social media that uh, you can go follow his websites, also his merchandise. So I'm going to encourage you to go get some of those uh, Holy Hop and, and uh, Todd Tillman <laughs> t-shirts and caps, man. And, and also, you've, you've got your own line of cap I saw uh, pop up. Yeah. Company and, uh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. 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 So uh, That's cool. Uh, so merchandise is there. That's great. If he is in your area, if he's within, I'm going to tell you, if he's within two hours, three hours of you, you need to go check him out wherever he's at. It's, it, he'll, you will be blessed. You will be entertained. You will leave in, uh, knowing that you've got every dollar's worth of what you went there to go see. And uh, it'll be like you're watching your best friend do something on stage. So it's really cool. <laughs> and so, Todd, it's been great having you. Thank you, man. I appreciate it so much. Thank you for listening to Bald Logic Podcast. It's been a great opportunity. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Todd. Uh, you will find all of his uh, contacts and stuff in our comments and in our uh, area and the bio of the program uh, of this episode. And I hope you go check him out. I hope you go follow him. I hope you buy his CDs if he's near you. I hope you go to his show. Uh, we want to thank Bark.us for being a part of this with us as well. Uh, if you are looking for great online software to protect your kids, go check out www.bark.us. In the promo section, if you'll put Say Something 10 in there, you'll get a 10% discount. At the same time, be helping our school assembly program, Say Something School Assemblies, reach out and impact students' lives. So share this podcast with your friends. Uh, go subscribe. We're on every, just about every podcast uh, uh, network out there now. So uh, it's easy to find Bald Logic Podcast anywhere you look. You can just Google it in any of those or search it anywhere and you will find it. 
Uh, thanks again for listening to Bald Logic Podcast. We'll get with you next week.